Oh, hello, and welcome to Adente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I hate the stand for evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. Do you need a lozenge cultist? You're like, you're really dry <laughs> this morning. <laughs> Here you go. Here, take this. <laughs> ah, thank you. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have The Wicker House. So, The Wicker House is by Shadow Swimmer 77. Which other ones has he done? Shadow Swimmer is responsible for Jeff the Killer Redux. Which one? <laughs> the, the Redux that we did, like... For, the most recent the, one? Yeah, the most recent of Jeffuary yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff the Killer Redux. Which one? Uh... There was like a couple that are redone. Regardless, moving on. Yeah. Well, I, I did actually look it up. Uh, Jeff the Killer Redux is it, that's that's the title of that of, of Shadow Swimmers one. Whereas the other ones generally are like Jeff the Killer twenty fifteen and yes, but happened. they are themselves also Reduxes. Yeah. Regardless, that's not this story. Please continue. No. <laughs> you can check out the Wicker House on creepos.wiki. After we did Jeff the Killer Redux. I went on to Jeff or on to Jeff's. <laughs> I went on to Shadow Swimmer's uh, profile and found that like they had done a crap ton of other stories, uh, including a whole series of stories revolving around the Wicker House and uh, the town of Arthur's Wake, which might sound familiar, and I'll explain why in my actual thoughts. <laughs> okay. However, I will dive into the rundown. Our narrator, because we never get a name, so his name is Nair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh is describing this tale about the origin of the Wicker House, the resident haunted house for the town of Arthur's Wake. Uh, In 1920, Thomas Wicker, a millionaire, oil prospector, and fishing magnate, came to the Wake and almost immediately began construction of a home there. Rumors spread following its completion as the house was surrounded by spiked iron fencing uh, with two live-in servants, an African groundskeeper, and a vaguely Asian maid uh, who performed all maintenance and errands around the house. Uh, he also, uh, Thomas Wicker also had a wife uh, who was the biggest mystery of them all since no one ever fully saw her, uh, just an obscured form behind a window at night, like as, they, as people passed by the house. Mr. Wicker would travel abroad and return to the town, carousing at the local bar and telling stories of his exploits which only fueled rumors as to the origins of Mrs. Wicker, who no one even knew the name of, like the full name. Like she was just known as, the, as Mrs. Wicker. And unfortunately, what, even, even while drunk, Mr. Wicker was very tight-lipped about anything about her. Then in 1925, after Mr. Wicker had returned from his latest trip, he came into the bar disheveled and wild-looking, uh, did some drinking, and then dumped his wallet onto the bar counter before leaving. Uh, That's when the screams and cackles were heard from the house. Two police officers arrived on scene to discover the maid and groundskeeper tied up and mutilated in horrible fashion. When they searched deeper in the house, they found no sign of Mrs. Wicker. Um, Checking her bedroom, they only found mad scrawlings over every surface. Uh, And then it was time to check the attic. There, they found Mr. Wicker, mad and mumbling in the corner. Um, As the officers approached the wild form, he stopped mumbling and said, she's gone, before defenestrating himself out the attic window and impaling himself on the spikes below. 
it was the disappearance of children in the wake that began occurring after all of this and for the next 60 years that has drawn Nair to this place. The urban legends surrounding the house, the missing persons cases, uh, have all brought Nair to this site, uh, seeking any sign of the supernatural, because apparently he's been going across the world, or across like America or wherever this is, looking for signs of the supernatural or the other side. Um, as he is walking up to the Wicker House at night, recording this tale and testament on a handheld recorder, as he is about to open the door, he thinks he sees a form at the window where Mrs. Wicker was allegedly said to always be. And then he opens the door. Finn. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the rundown. And now we shall move on to... Everyone tolerates the Grammar Inquisitions! At this point... Uh, I've got a couple. Um, a couple of mine are also, like... So this this story is very purple pro, like very a lot of fancy words. <laughs> um, so and and there's a couple that I like stumbled on. It's like what the f <laughs> what? <laughs> um, you need so to have Google I, open while reading this. Yeah, yeah. There, there's yeah for at least for at least two or three words <laughs> or phrases. Uh, and I'm gonna start with the first one here. Uh, to my great surprise, while failing to confirm the more supernatural claims of the tales, the town records in the basement of the local library did provide aspect to a most sinister reality all their own. And initially I was like, provide aspect? So apparently it is a phrase, um, basically to provide a new perspective or angle on something. So, uh, however, every time I was like looking on online trying to find out like this phrase to see if it is actually a phrase that's used, uh, it's usually like provide a new aspect. Yeah. So that's what I read it like. Yeah. So maybe add between provide an aspect, uh, like a new, but, um, yeah. So that that's that was my first one. The next one here. These theories were repudiated, repudiated sure. by those by those few who were by those few who would occasionally spy her from the street. Repudiated, or repudiated, is a does verb. does not sound like a real word. It doesn't. It really, like, to my to my tongue, it does not. It's just like, it's like a Cthulhu language. It's it's aclo, as, yeah. far, as far as my tongue is, because it's, like, trying to, like, sound it out, and it's, like, not happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, repudiated is a verb. I'm probably saying it wrong, but whatever. The first definition, uh, refuse to accept or be associated with. Uh, the second definition, deny the truth or validity of something. And then the third description is when it, and, and it, this one is tied to like it being uh, involved with like law, um, refuse to fulfill or discharge uh, an agreement, obligation, or debt. So I guess it makes sense because like the, these theories were repudiated by those few who would occasionally spy. So like basically like the theories of like who she was or like what she was, the or, like Mrs. Wicker were denied like or yeah. like they weren't, yeah, they weren't sure of the validity of the, of the, uh, of the theories, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that's a new word on me. It's <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> and am I, I again, know my... repudiated? <laughs> I know I'm, I'm a, a simple man. <laughs> I didn't either. Honestly, I just read over I it and just kept going. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
most of the time I can do that or like I can like figure out what a word means by context but for that one I was like what yeah <laughs> like the next one here it never took long for wicker's tongue to be sufficiently loosened at which time he would regale his latest passel of hangers on with fantastic stories of his journeys abroad passel a noun <laughs> a large group of people or things of indeterminate number or in other cases, a pack. So that was another word that I've, I guess it's like an old English word or something. Because mm-hmm. I've never heard that one before. Nope. Um, I wonder if it's like, can if it's like linked to the, like the root word for like parcel or something. Because parcel is sometimes used as like, like for like a bundle. Perhaps. But yeah, I digress. I'll move on. My last one. Long-term veterans and hard men of both, they were nevertheless ill-prepared, for what they would soon find at the Wicker House. So I think even with me like re- like reading that, I still kind of ended up adding a punctuation that isn't there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think there needs to be a comma between both and they. So it's like long-term veterans and hard men both, comma. They were nevertheless ill-prepared for what they would soon find at the Wicker House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is my grammar inquisition. So, Mikey, the E stands for evil. Uh, The second sentence of this story begins with an ed, and I believe it's a run-on? Yeah, there there are a couple of... I I let it go for some reason in the story, because it was like... (laughs) Well, you know it's going to be picked up, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Yeah, so it's uh it seems that every small province plays host to some structure of ill repute which, as if by supernatural magnetism, draws rumor of ghosts and bogies, wrapping the timber and stone of its foundation in a shroud of darkness and horror. Yeah, that is quite long. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wait, was that the only it story? The only it? No, no. Okay. okay. The conjunction junction oh, okay. later, but I made note of that one because it was the second sentence. It was yeah. That was the main reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit of a run on. A whole three lines, in fact. <laughs> Next one I have is also a run on, but is easily fixed with either a period or a semicolon. Scant days after arriving in town, while taking the time to familiarize myself with the local watering hole and its residents, I became introduced to the well-known superstitions surrounding the Wicker House. Yeah. So, just having a, a period at the end of residence. Yeah, and then like, or maybe like maybe a, even have like there I became introduced to. Mm-hmm. Well-known, the well-known superstition around the Wicker House. <laughs> it needs something more. You can't just stop it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if you used a uh, semicolon, that would I mean it's still talking about the previous sentence, though. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. And then I have a conjunction junction. Hey. All right. And next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. It seems that every small province plays host to some structure of ill repute which, as if by supernatural magnetism, draws rumor of ghosts and bogies, 
wrapping the timber and stone of its foundation in a shroud of darkness and horror. It is the provincial mind which transforms wild dogs into wolves that walk like men and interprets astronomical phenomena as harbingers of certain doom. And yet, even through the grayish haze, I could perceive a certain piercing, almost hypnotic quality of her eyes. It never took long for Wicker's tongue to be sufficiently loosened at which time he would regale his latest pestle of hangers-on with fantastic stories of his journeys abroad, forbidden hoodoo rites in the Caribbean, strange tribal sacrifices in the heart of Africa, dead men who walk in Eastern Europe, and countless others, each one stranger and blacker than the last. It was obvious he had not recently bathed or shaved. His well-groomed hair was must, and his eyes were bloodshot and wild. It is from this point that the tale departs from the realm of logical reason to instead delve into the twisted byways of urban legend. And yet, I abide. Finn. I was like trying to keep up, like while re- like like busy scrolling through the story, like which, whenever you popped up one, I was like, "That's there's not that many." There's, I mean, they're still there, but like surprised how little there were. Yeah, <laughs> given how mm-hmm. verbose the story is. <laughs> and for those unaware, Mikey uh, lists all these sentences off that starts with that start with its ands or buts because generally there's better words you can use to start sentences. Mm-hmm. Um, however. Uh, another counter, <laughs> of course. Uh, by the end of the story, we realize this entire thing is a dialogue because he is literally tra- like uh, dictating it through a recording. <laughs> yep. So, so it's the way all of the grammar the stuff character. doesn't mean anything. Nope. <laughs> so why are we bothering? Uh, because it's our show. Hi, 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 gamer. This is uh, Aldenti Rigamortis. <laughs> yeah. We like to be critically silly here. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. Um, so is that it for you then, Mikey? Yep. All right. G- Gamer, how, how you doing there, buddy? I'm fine. How how, how are you? F- fine. Uh, what do you got? What do you got for us? <laughs> uh, Graham, you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Totally good. You're acting good. weird. I don't know. Why are you acting weird? I don't know. It's it, we totally didn't have a conversation off recording about how uh, how pissed you were <laughs> from like the first no. page of the story. <laughs> no, that's silly. Yeah, you're being weird. Anyway, so I don't really know how to approach this. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I did a bad. Well, I'll I'll get there. I guess. Um. So. So here's the problem, okay? Mm -hmm. I read the first line of the entire story. That's where everything went wrong for me. (laughs) The first sentence tarnished probably like a good, the first like third of the whole story for me. Jesus. And it's my fault. Oh, okay. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) 
kind <laughs> of my fault. Because I misread something because it wasn't super clear and it made me confused for a, quite a long time until the story itself clarified it later on because I had to keep asking the same question and then it finally clicked. So here's the problem. Okay. Here's yeah. the sentence. Of course, everyone claiming residence in Arthur's Wake knows tales associated with the Wicker House. So my mind, I'm like, wait, this is the, fir- this is the first line of the story. I don't understand. So and then I started doing a list of this is the things that's trying to say w- with my stupid brain trying to understand. I'm like, okay, so there's a guy that's named Arthur and he died and they're out of wake for him right now. And some people are claiming residence at his wake. And those, oh no, those people know tales of the wicker house. This is confusing. Yeah. Uh, Arthur's wake is kind of a weird name for a town. I mean, I like it. But at the same time, it's that abbreviate. It's that um, not abbreviation. It's that um, uh, th- that hyphenation at the end where it's like between uh, R and S, like the Arthur's Wake. Uh, and I mean, it's even it is capitalized. But even then, like you know, you know, gamer, you're not alone. Uh, awake is awake is an event, though, so that might be capitalized. That's awake, why I read yeah, it awake that is way. an yeah, awake is an event as well. Yeah, you're right. Again, you're not alone in this because for the first like five seconds, <laughs> um, I thought that Arthur's wake was like a person and stuff like that, and it was like it is because it is such a, an interesting and unique way to. S- it's a unique name for a town. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's also a unique name for a town that's like probably on the coast or something, or like like in New England or something is my, kind of my guessing because it's like. Um, the wake of a like is something like to do with like oceans and water and stuff. For so sure, like, yeah. So basically, <laughs> this first sentence was like one of those abstract art pieces where it's like if you look at the uh, the um, the negative space, it's like uh, a creepy like doll in the middle or whatever the fuck, and you look at the other space yeah. and it's like two people kissing or something like that. Like it's two completely different things depending on what you're focusing on. And I mm-hmm. could not get my head away from thinking about them being out of wake because you couldn't get away from the two st- people kissing. Yeah, it, just, it starts in media res, which I fucking love. Yeah, um, I know. Um, so in my head, I'm like, okay, all of a sudden we're out of wake for this dude that's named Arthur. Uh, I don't understand why or how, but let's continue reading the first paragraph. I read the first paragraph, and there's no new information. Literally everything else in the well, everything else as in that one other paragraph, basically just repeats what the first sentence says, more or less. Like you almost don't yeah. need all of that other um, long run-on sentence. Aside to be flowery, which is obviously what this this person is, does is doing <laughs> in this entire story. Yeah, and also thinking about that in uh, retrospect. He's saying all of this out loud. It's not like he's being a fancy bitch up in his attic with a quill, <clears throat> even though it's like the year 2000, you know? No, it's not the year 2000. Uh, I actually, in my actual thoughts, I know exactly when this takes place. And it, I'm still confused as to why this, this guy is so fucking verbose. It's a handheld <laughs> recording device. Handheld recording device. So, okay. Uh, fuck it. I'm doing it now. <laughs> We're doing it live. Right. So, the, so the Wicker House... It, it, it's, it mentions early on that, that Mr. Wicker showed up in Arthur's wake. 
1920, and then he died in 1925. Like that's when the, all the the events happened. Mm-hmm. Then, then it says later on, 60 years later, okay. or like uh, like more than 60 years of like disappearances. Um, and uh, like people still can't figure out, like it's it's now become an urban legend, like the whole like event and stuff like that. And then that's where we find Nair is 60 years after 1925. So it's actually 1985. Okay, so he's like on a Walkman. Yeah, or or no, he he like um my guess is that he is dictating this because he is a writer because that's my best but my best guesstimate as to why this story is so like purple pro pulp horror gothic in terms of its like um uh, in terms of its writing because like initially i thought this like this was somebody writing this in the 20s <laughs> or yeah. the 30s i was not expecting even even for the 80s it's like all right we got a regular stephen king walking down the street talking like t- uh, dictating into a into an old like handheld like ant like uh like uh like cassette mi- recorder yeah like a mini cassette recorder yeah yeah because like i have one of those um from the 80s mm-hmm. <laughs> so like i know they and like I think this one's for the 80s. I actually have it on my desk. It's just right there. <laughs> oh, it's it's one that I like I've not been able to find a spot for. <laughs> so it's just been sitting by my computer. Fair. Um I don't think this is from the 80s, but it's pretty old. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's it's basically the same kind of thing, or like, yeah, like one of those kind of things. Um and I you've seen it in um in movies like uh The Conjuring, uh where the, and those movies are set in the 70s, and you see them with like a little like a, a little like pack like almost like a like a like a like one of the larger recording devices and they have like a microphone on them but like they have it strapped to their side yeah um for recording purposes so i mean again that technology was around in the 80s and 70s even Mm -hmm. but it's like that doesn't excuse like how like again the only explanation i can come up with in my head for the headcanon is that this guy on top of being like a supernatural like skeptical like hunt like or like a, a slightly a somewhat skeptical supernatural hunter is that he's also a writer because why else would he be saying all this, like, di- like dictating all this in such a verbose way? <laughs> that's well, my word of the day. It's because that's how the story kind of feels to me. It's like, what the fuck? Well, that's the reason that he's doing all this research. It's for, like, information on a book or whatever. He's trying to write it, probably. Yeah. He doesn't straight up say it, but why else would this random yeah, guy be investigating all this? Yeah, it's 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 definitely something that needs to be, like, it, it's sort of, like picked up between the lines wait did you actually so you picked it up between the lines <laughs> you read the subtext <laughs> god damn it but yeah no but yeah um yeah i i just said yeah like i go, going back to what we were saying earlier um yeah this this is him just walking down the street <laughs> Yep. talk about this ridiculousness in the 80s <laughs> so you, you can continue sorry cool. i didn't mean Thank to you. take over your spot <laughs> mm-hmm. i'll just check mark that part of my notes <laughs> yep and um another thing in regards to the first sentence starting an entire story with of course just kind of seemed very weird to me because when i think of of course i would think of it, uh, think of it as like a follow-up to something that you just said for example, I like waffles. Of course, I do like pancakes too. You know, like yeah. Where's it, the first half of the, of that uh, thought? You know, 
yeah, it, it it's definitely again we're starting media res, and but uh, at the same time I could also see it just be like removing the of course and just having everyone claiming residence in Arthur's wake knows the tale yeah associated with the Wicker House boom done so much better <laughs> yeah to our bumpkin eyes or to our bumpkin minds <laughs> actually one more change it would be of course or sorry no you remove of course der uh, it would be everyone claiming residence. In the town of Arthur's Wake. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does say now again, like this. Uh, this is the part. Yeah. So we we've had we have two examples in the in the last like ten minutes where like subtext is good and subtext is bad yeah. for for for, uh, for gamer in yellow yeah. <laughs> because it does say like the next paragraph scant days after arriving in town went to the uh, uh yes uh, while while, t- while taking the time to familiarize myself with the local watering hole and its residents so there you could summarize that arthur's wake is the town's name however it, do- it doesn't i say agree that, with you though. i i know it's subtext and i but i agree with you it doesn't it, it would be so much easier if our if it did say the town of arthur's wake it's like <laughs> a dude named arthur could be dead in the town of derpland and he, they're going to awake there and then it would be the exact same scant days after arriving in town of Derpland. Like, yeah. It's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're reading it on the surface is like, what the fuck? <laughs> where's this, where, where's this wake? Where can I go get some beer yeah. or some, bur- some brews right now? And like the last <laughs> sentence of the first paragraph, it says like, in Arthur's wake, the wicker house fills this odious task. And. It still sounds like a, it could be a person's name. Still Damn, now I can you know, I, I know, and I, I still can't unhear it. Like every time you're bringing it up, like it's like I, I can't uh, now. I can't unhear like it's Arthur's wake, as in like somebody's wake. Yeah. So do you see why I was upset? <laughs> I, I do understand now. <laughs> and like, so like later on, when all this got, um, when I finally understood everything, I went back all over all my notes and titled all of the ones that didn't matter just in bright red, just null and void, null and void, null and void. Because a whole bunch Aww. of my notes don't fucking matter anymore. Because most of them were Aww. in regards to my confusion of what the hell's going on. So I, I got a question. <laughs> do you think? Do you think Arthur's Wake, if it, it is a coastal town, and so that's why it's called Arthur's Wake, or do you think that the town itself was built up? after like this really prominent guy's wake <laughs> i don't know i kind of wanted to be the latter not the former yeah different because <laughs> the latter sounds much more is a way more interesting origin for a town <laughs> is that like from the de- for after like the death of this man was the beginning of this town yeah. <laughs> his death built all of this yeah, it, it's that is that is one hundred percent gothic as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Either wow. way, I will continue. Yeah, I, I'm sorry that you misconstrued that and null and voided like most of your or like half your notes. Yes, no, muy no bueno was fine. Yeah, moving on now. Um, yeah. As common folk are wont to do. With a logical explanation absent, more fantastic theories were crafted. So that kind of sounded weird to me, the first part, yeah. as common folk are wont to do. Mm-hmm. So I you, you know it's an actual phrase though, right? <laughs> <laughs> um 
what does uh, this is like right at the top of Google? Uh, like I just like quickly typed it in because I was like I was pretty sure that was a phrase, but I double checked. Uh, uh, people also ask, what does "as they are wont to do" mean? If someone does a particular thing as if they're wont, they do that thing often or regular. Oh my head! <laughs> it is an old English word. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I've heard, uh, yeah. I've heard shit where it's like, as they uh, often want to do, like want, yeah, sounded normal, but won't sounded weird to me. So the difference is between like won't, which is the one that you're thinking, of, we're we're always thinking of in the modern day, which is will not. It's like a it's a compounded word of will not. That one has a it is w o n apostrophe t. That is the won't that we always hear in like when it comes to like what we think of when we think of won't, which is will not. Um, however, won't, which is just W-O-N-T, um, is like it's just another word <laughs> that might, doesn't use the apostrophe. <laughs> it might actually be pronounced as want. It might like be, the yeah. The word that I've been hearing all the time is just that. Yeah, because yeah, it does, it, that would make, actually, you know, I, can, I can just look it up because um, it want, has a pronunciation W-O-N, for it. So want. Probably is just want. Love wow, uh, my favorite. Yeah, I love it too. I, I'm just looking at so. Uh, it might also be um, the the want like our our want to use that. <laughs> wow. Uh huh. Because <laughs> there's also want as in W A N T, which is want. I want. But this I was looking over. <laughs> Please continue bad, though. We're in, um the uh I, I just like listened to the pronunciation of won't the one that we're thinking of for the story and won't the will not version and they are basically the same pronounced except um in the uh in the little guide for how to pronounce it they add an extra o to the will not version <laughs> so it's like so yeah it it, it it is unfortunately pronounced won't <laughs> But I think regional dialect uh, probably has has made it uh, sound more like want for a, for a bunch of us when we've heard it in the past. Love it. Yep. Human language. It was a mistake. Yeah. We should return to the caves. Can't get English 2.0 out quick enough. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I'm sorry. Null on that one and move on. Okay. So... Uh, Next one is just kind of like a blanket statement. Um, I had to reread a few lines repeatedly because I didn't understand them. And I had to read them two or three times just to understand what was going on because of the quote unquote purple pro, as you say. Um, yeah. It happened about five or six times by this point. So I'm like, I figured I should probably record at least one of them. <laughs> um, yeah. Two patrolmen stared at the entrance, yawning uh, black and wide as the maw of the infernal creature beckoned fools to wander to their doom. So I thought it was saying like yep. the patrolmen were like yawning. Back yawning. Yeah. Because I'm a simple. Guy. Yeah. So like words like no, yawning I, are used for the act of yawning to me. Yeah. But it's also used for yeah. like a big gaping maw or like a, or a cave and stuff like the yawning cave. Yeah. And again, um, I got it's, it. It's just, yeah. I had to think about it. <laughs> you're again, you're not alone. Cause like, I definitely encountered this as well. Like at that one, I was like, and, and re-listening to it, like you say it, I was like, that, that that's just kind of a jank sentence as well. <laughs> like, yeah. 
So yeah, and my last one is in regards to him saying I turn off the small audio recorder I've been speaking into and place it in my pocket as I make the turn onto Blackwood Drive. So when I got to that point, I was unaware that this entire thing was an audio transcript this whole time. That's fine. But Mm -hmm. what does that mean the last two paragraphs are now? Yep. I I think it's supposed to be that he's still record like it's still he turned it off and put it in his pocket. He's still he's still he's yeah no like I, I it's I think he yeah he did turn it off didn't he yeah. like no oh, yeah he turned it off yeah what the fuck so so at this point in the movie we're suddenly like we're we're like zooming away from him a little bit and it's suddenly like seeing it yeah that makes no fucking sense it's just it, that that. How are we getting this information now? Like the whole thing is set up around that that this is a um an audio recording. So that's how we have this information. But then there's extra information at the end. Did he all he had to do and then pull out a notepad and write down that he's walking up to the thing and he's about to open it? I think I see her. Okay, I'll put that in my pocket now with the audio recording and go. Yeah, I I really feel like it would it would maybe serve better just remove the turn off like. It's like as I put the my my small audio recorder back into my pocket, still on, of course. <laughs> Specify. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. That. Yeah. You. Ah. Uh, damn it. Also, like, if he, <laughs> that, why would he even turn it off? If he's doing all this to get information on this, wouldn't he want? Keep it going. Yeah. 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 Keep it rolling. God damn. Yeah, there's no reason for it for that for that audio recorder to be turned off, both like out of story and in story. Yeah, like it can just keep going, and then at the very end, like there's a, a spooky noise or something, and then it just says this is where the audio recording of Nair Eaterman uh, ended. Yep. It's like, oh, it's an audio recording. Neat. Yeah, I I 100% agree that that just get rid of the whole like i turned it off yeah. <laughs> like because it ruins the ending a little bit a little bit <laughs> it, it, it certainly ruins the immersion uh, level of it but that is it for my grammar and yellow all right uh and then so i should we should move on to actual thoughts um so i'm gonna start with this one here uh of course everyone <laughs> actually no i'm not gonna start with that one yet uh i'm gonna start with the image of the house that is accompanied this story. What? There is an image at the top of the page, the top of the uh, wiki page, that I feel perfectly encapsulate. Like that is the house I was thinking of. Yes, that does look exactly how I thought it looked. Yeah, like for once, <laughs> the image fits the story. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, good, good job there, <laughs> uh, Shadow Silver. Um. Just wanted to throw that out there for it. Um, and uh, go- going on to my actual notes and such. Um, of course, everyone claiming residence in Arthur's Wake knows tales associated with the Wicker House. So I first read that. And again, t- I- talking about Jeff, Je- the Jeff Uary episode of Jeff the Killer Redux, wasn't Arthur's Wake the town mentioned in Shadow Swimmer's Jeff the Killer Redux? Uh, like, I don't know, was it? That was the name of the town that the family had moved away from. That in Jeff the Killer Redux, it's it says that like that are they they left Arthur's wake. You double check that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I will pull up the uh, the the um 
you're right. I pulled up the old creepypasta or the old story and did a control F. And yes, you're right. 100%. Yep. I, I didn't believe you, but I didn't believe you. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, it's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, Jeff Jeffrey Woods, 17, former resident of Arthur's Wake. Da, da, da. Da, da. So interesting. I, I, I kind of like that. Like, I kind of like that uh, they uh, that the Shadow Swimmer um, tied in their version of the Jeff the Killer story to their own fictional creepy town. Yep. That's pretty neat. Um, so on to my next quote or my next comment here. It is from this point that the tale departs from the realm of logical reason and instead delve into the twisted byways of urban legend. I really love that line. <laughs> like it for me, like that is exactly how like it, it it's like poetry, how it like encapsulates how a a simple truthful story like a a simple small like thing can become can be blown up into a urban legend. I thought that quote was gonna um, end with you saying like and transitions into the Twilight Zone or something like that. <laughs> yeah, right? It it does and, and again that just helps and then also like actually that's a good thing for my other part of my comment on this. A lot of this story just oozes gothic pulp horror writing. <laughs> so it, it really does lend me to believe that, like, even though it's never mentioned in the story, and I kind of wish it had been mentioned at some point, um, I mean, there is some subtext to it. So, I mean, for some of us, that's fine. <laughs> for some of us, not so much. Yeah. I found a good one um, of those. That, and a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like for this, for in this case, like I wish I kind of like like you can definitely tell through the writing of the story that this this person is clearly an author, <laughs> like like a like a Stephen King or like or like a Stephen King esque or like Lovecraft esque horror like horror writer or of some kind. Just the way he's like just flowering up and flourishing uh, his his descriptions of everything. He's chewing the scenery pretty hard. Yes. Yeah, and I and I'm I'm here for it. Like honestly, like, this is my kind of jam when it comes to like horror writing. It's funny you say uh, that. Like I love reading this. It's the complete opposite. <laughs> I know it is because, but like that's we're different people, yeah. man. I love I love this kind of writing. You don't care yeah. for it, so I'm fine. Like <laughs> I've made peace with that. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, my next comment here would be. The thing that we brought up earlier, where it was like 60 years have gone by, so therefore it's in 1985. Um, I still, yeah, again, like I think we do need a little bit of that context of like he's a horror writer that would explain why he's saying it the way he is. Because throughout most of the story, I was like just kind of guessing that it was like set in like the 20s or 30s that this guy was, and then it was like it says like cut to 60 years later. It's like oh, why? <laughs> Almost like we need another paragraph before the start. Then it would be okay yeah. to have that one start with, of course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course! <laughs> um, and then my last actual thought is the ending. Slender tendrils of fog quest hungrily between my feet like living things as I approach the ruins of the wicker house. Pushing through the rusted iron gate, I am reminded that, despite my misgivings, I too am human, my mind as readily capable of deception as any other indeed. <clears throat> Sorry, as any other. Indeed, making my way up the front path, a trick of the moonlight suggests a soft glow emanating from the second story window 
as if from a candle lit within, and, were it not impossible, the visage of a beautiful woman stares down and smiles at me approvingly. A hand, <clears throat> my hand tightens on the knob as children's laughter reaches my ears. I open the door. And then that's that's the end of the story. And to that, I was like, God, you cock tease. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing he's either dead or there's like and, and we're, we're finding this transcript from like somebody who found his body or whatever, like in the in the in the little dictaphone thing, except for, you know, the last two paragraphs. Yeah, no, he wrote that down as he was walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe there's some more to come in another story. Because there are a bunch of more uh, like stories related to the Wicker House and and Arthur's Wake um, that uh, that Shadow Swimmer has written, so maybe there's more to this story. Although the way this story is written, it is very much in line with some of the story, the anticlimactic endings of like Lovecraft stories and like pulp purple prose stories from like the twenties and thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, like again. Lovecraft's Dagon literally ends with him writing the story down of his journey of, of the, the it, it it ends with the sailor writing down his journal about how he encountered this weird island in the South Pacific, took a piece of it, and now he's uh, hearing uh, as he's sitting here in his uh, his his hotel room writing down his journals, he can hear the giant clawed hand pounding at his door. Oh no, it's broken through! I'm going to have to jump out the window now! Help! And then he, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the end of the story. Like he like literally writes it like, uh, like he he died while writing the story. <laughs> that's hilarious. Or like he doesn't get the he didn't get to finish the story because the giant like monster hand like burst through burst through his door and he had to leap out the window. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's like go to the castle. So, yeah. Ah! Like, yeah. That's what I was trying. Yeah. That was that. That was what I was like. Maybe he died while <laughs> while writing. It's like what? How would you die? Like ah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's it's very much that, and like on the on the silly note, yeah, it's like that. And the serious note, like this is the kind of writing that I grew up loving about, like the the, the Cthulhu mythos and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this this totally like could end the way it is, and I'm fine with it. I wouldn't mind some more extra some extra things in another story, but I'd also be fine with this being like the last will and testament of Nair. <laughs> I uh, while you're talking about all this, I know how to fix the last two mm-hmm. paragraphs. Perspective yep. switch. Yeah, switch it from first person to third person, like to a omniscient narrator or whatever the fuck, whatever the word is. Or, yeah, or, or well, okay, yeah, uh, omniscient narrator. Or would it be in, even more interesting if it is the next part of it is the woman up in the window watching him? Oh yeah, <laughs> like Mrs. Wicker now, now there, watching like. Him. Writing, <laughs> like with a, with a writing a little like writing a little like bit of a journal. Yeah. yeah. Dear diary. <laughs> There's oh. a man coming up the steps right now. And they go <laughs> as slender tendrils of fog yeah. <laughs> quest hungrily in his feet. I will kill him and take oh. his audio recorder and listen to what he said. Yeah. Uh, that changes the ending though, because if she's the one writing it, then she's that she's been controlling his actions. Dun dun. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> My brain hurts a little bit from that. <laughs> that's some. Uh, that's some stranger than fiction bullshit. Not gonna lie. What you're saying was sounding confusing at the start. So my brain just turned off until he stopped talking because <laughs> my brain is just like I can't anymore. <laughs> Apparently, so did the recording. That's why I'd add in that little bit earlier. 
I, I, I think I what you're saying is like basically it turned out that like all of the man's actions as he walked around and like did his stuff and did the dictating has all been transcribed by this woman who's controlling him through her word through her written words. <laughs> I I think that's what Mikey is trying to get at. Yes. Okay. See, I I kind of would I'm going to go the simpler route in that she wrote the last two paragraphs, um, and then added that those two paragraphs to the end of her uh or no or she she uh she she killed him obviously like that's that that the she's the monster uh if it wasn't clear <laughs> um she killed the guy took his his audio recorder listened to it transcribed it down and then wrote the last two paragraphs <laughs> in his in, in her own perspective <laughs> but it's i turn off the small audio recorder i have been speaking into well i know like for you to like your fix would would help would make that yeah. scenario though i mean yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'll be right back one second. Again, that's that's. I, yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is that's my uh, honestly that is my final uh, or like my my last of my actual thoughts. Um, I I was very enthralled with the story because of the writing because it's that kind of like again I love pulp writing I love the turn of the century um, like weird fiction so and this felt very much in line with that so I, I was down. But uh, that's it for me. Uh, hand it over to Mikey. The E stands for evil. So my first actual thought here, I have a quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, In each case, she was seen exclusively at night, staring forlornly through the second story window of what was assumed to be her bedchamber, lit only by candlelight from within, and to all appearances, the picture of health. Uh, what? Like, <laughs> I mean, there's definitely some exaggeration going on there. <laughs> like, the the kind of exaggeration you see in like urban legends and stuff like that, where it's like you you have no fucking clue what her health is if you like through candlelight, <laughs> like yeah, in a darkened chamber from a distance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, especially if it's a photo from the 1920s, that is like there is just so sil- it's just silhouettes. <laughs> Like and maybe yeah. some like some scant detail that's like partially bl- that's like somewhat blurry. Well, so. th- this was uh, the um, this wasn't the photo yet. Oh, this, this is was... the description of people passing by. Yeah, the people that saw passing by type thing. Yeah, that's so, more well, acceptable. But I, no, I mean yes and no. <laughs> like, like because like that it's at night. It's candlelight through a through a through a nineteen twenties window, which are not as clear as our current windows. And also, if it's candlelight, if she isn't holding the candle, then the candle's behind her, which is silhouetting her face in shadow. Exactly, yeah, and and it's also from a distance and an elevation. Yeah, because <laughs> she's on the second floor of this of this very nice building. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> being said, I'm sure there's people that were curious enough that they probably like set up freaking um, a telescope or binoculars or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, my, my next actual thought is about the picture. What? Uh-oh. Oh, so, about the photo of her? or? Oh. Yeah, I got the, the quote here. I gleaned much of this information from archives of the local paper, especially one curiosity piece, which was accompanied by a photograph of the lady in question. The scene was just as I had heard described, the single lonely prisoner peering through the window and across that terrible iron fence into the 
darkness of the night. The photograph was muddled due to the quality of the prehistoric equipment and the lack of natural light, effectively obscuring the lady's features. Indeed, it was difficult to distinguish whether the blurred form was in fact human, though it did project an impression of unmistakable femininity. And yet, even through that grayish haze, I could perceive a certain piercing, almost hypnotic quality of her eyes. For me, there's too much detail in this picture. (laughs) Yeah, especially with the context that like this was taken at night with, Mm -hmm. again, like it says, Prius like archaic photography like you need like those those photos were were like you could get really good photos at the best of times with like good light sources <laughs> and you're telling me some 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 uh night some 20 uh some like tw- uh some 1920s ragamuffin paparazzi <laughs> like hiding in a bush across the street from from the from the wicker house this is like Aha, uh-huh, hold still there. Get in. <laughs> it's like, like, oh man. And then he had to like vamoose because he had to like do like a flash. Like use like like that giant like thunk flash. Yeah. I don't know if they would bother a flash yeah. that far away, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it probably wouldn't matter. But yeah, so he's using like maybe moonlight and whatever lights were coming out of the, t- out, of the out of the house for the exposure. Yep. Otherwise, it's just yeah. It's no wonder it was like dark and muddled. It's like how the hell now? Perhaps because of the eyes, like being like e- even through the photography, our narrator saw that the eyes were really piercing and hypnotic. Even perhaps that's like sort of a um, a tell that there is something supernatural about her. I was waiting for you to shut to stop talking so I could say that exact thing. <laughs> I am sorry. It, you know me. I can't yeah. stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> Yeah. The only way that I made this picture work was if it was in the Harry Potter universe. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. So basically, in their newspapers, they have uh, animated GIFs for the uh, images. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They're basically like <laughs> enchanted photographs that yep. move and sometimes have a, li- a mind of their own. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it would be a lot easier with that, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> So the next quote I have is about other pictures. The narrative was itself accompanied by the most gruesome of photographs from the scene in question. I will summarize their contents directly. Uh, Then he summarizes, a man goes into bar, buys a bottle, drinks most of said bottle, puts wallet on the counter, and then smashes bottle and leaves. And I'm like, that's a lot of pictures, especially in the 1920s. Yeah. <laughs> also, were those, was that the, was that actually the, the, the photos that were being taken? Or were those the photos of the crime scene, you know, over at the Wicker House? Like of the well, slaughtered I think and, yeah, sorry. it's meant to be the pictures of the, uh, the scene at the Wicker House. But he says, I'm going to describe the scene and then does the bar scene instead of the actual crime scene. Yeah, I really should have like gone with like I'm going to describe the tale surrounding the crime scene. <laughs> like as as it was brought forth, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now I'm just picturing like a stop motion sort of style of like photography in the in the bar as he comes in, it's like maybe with a little bit like a uh, silent film, like uh, like uh, musical scores, like like oh, Mister Mister Wicker, are you okay? He's like, give me a booze, and just like like in just stop motion style as he downs the drink and then like smashes it, dumps his wallet, and then leaves. Yep, that's the only way that makes sense. Yep, clearly. I'm surprised I didn't pick up on that. We'll summarize their contents directly, which means like I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> and then he proceeds he to doesn't. just tell the whole story first. No, yeah, he he starts at the beginning of the of the of the of the whole like crime scene situation, but like the way he wrote it, it doesn't sound like he's going to do that. It sounds like he's going to talk about like the killings yeah. first. It's yeah. not very direct. I'll summarize yeah. their contents eventually when I get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> but first, let me start at the beginning of the, of, uh, of the heinous mm. crime. In due time. Indubitably. Fancy words here. <laughs> so my next actual thought uh, is when the policemen are entering the house and the land and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so glistening blood drift from the cruel altar slowly pulling on the floor while telltale splatters painted the walls like macabre decoration. And I'm thinking to myself, if the blood is still dripping, the culprit is likely still there. Yep. <laughs> and then the, the next quote, he had been disemboweled, ropey innards pouring out of his belly, dripping blood and excrement. And like, again, if it's still dripping, the culprit is nearby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, and then if we find out that he was in the attic, yeah, so. yeah, pretty sure right after yeah. the crucifix one, they go, they basically say we could go for backup, but if we do that, this guy might get away. Which, if you yeah. read the they subtext actually... of that, it means that they are assuming that he's there. <laughs> How's it making me read? Yeah. In the... <laughs> I don't like doing that. Embrace the That's subtext. That's like one of my gamer. things. That's my bit. <laughs> I know. Um, no, yeah, I, I did. I, I was actually kind of worried when it, when it start, they started talking about like going for backup because I thought they were going to go for backup. I was like, no, you fools! It's like, well, we realized that would be a bad. They, they realized that would be a bad idea <laughs> because the the, the 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 culprit might get away. So they they decided against their better judgment to keep mm-hmm. going. <laughs> I was like, okay. Whew. They aren't from Durpland yet. I say that, but leaving would be the smartest thing for their own self-preservation. Yeah, but they are cops. They, this is this is their this is their job. <laughs> yeah, they got. Yeah, but this is the 1920s. They they got to do yeah. this. They 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 survived a they survived one world war. <laughs> All right. Anyway, my my next uh, actual thought here is that uh, the uh, policemen are actually. Uh, Made out of lead. I'm sorry. So okay. <laughs> the the quote is eyes wide, heart pounding wildly. The lead man slowly <laughs> eased the latch. See, one of them is made of lead. The other guy yep. is made of some other odd material. Because that's the lead man. I hate this this is, I'm definitely leaning into into gamer territory here. I hate that lead and lead are spelled the same. <laughs> It's the worst, especially considering like LED isn't really used for anything. Well, yeah, no, it's used for lead, as in like the past Is tense it? of lead. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But like lead should like it sounds like it has two e's. What is le- I, I know so why doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I you know what? I'm really curious now. I'm going to I'm going to find out why lead what what lead is because I know it's a town. Um but what is Leeds? What's what's Leeds etymology? Okay, uh, Lead. Um, it's an old English word, or sorry, a middle Eng- an, a middle English word, uh, and it's spelled differently. L e e d is what I'm looking for, like the definition yeah. of from Middle English. Lead, L e d e. Great. <laughs> Shortened variant of lead leaden, L e d e n which means language from old English Leiden popular or national language native tongue from old English Leod uh, which is L-E-O-D people nation or people or nation cognate with Scots lead means language (laughs) I think I'm just going to rewrite the dictionary like Like, I'm so tired of this yeah Oh my god. Well, see here's the thing, here's the thing gamer, you got to understand. English is a yeah, shoggoth of a language. It it is it is not just one language. It is a Frankenstein of borrowed yeah. words and and uh and rules from other languages because it was a common language. <laughs> like it was basically like uh like it is, it was the one that like I, I I'm not sure again of the specifics, but like of of how it got started. But it's basically like again, it's, it's the it's sort of like a um like a common ground language. Yeah. But unfortunately, because of that, it's yeah, it just takes and steals and borrows and raids other languages for its words. <laughs> the hostile superpower of of languages. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you can go with that. I was gonna go with like yeah, the Viking of oh, languages. Okay. They just they just raid and pillage other languages and take their shit. Yep. Uh, sorry. Okay, we have back to back to you, Mikey. All right. So my next actual thought we already covered, which was the uh, audio recorder being turned off. Mm-hmm. So we don't get anything after that. Yep. Technically, <laughs> yep. Technically, that's yeah. The story should have ended right there. As I turn off the recorder, Bloop, done. Then uh, my last actual thought is that this story reminded me of a board game oh. uh, called Stuff and Nonsense, where you are a bunch of world adventurers, but you don't actually leave home. So basically, you stay home and do things, and then when you go to the Adventures Guild, you spew a bunch of nonsense and lies. <laughs> oh, nice! So it's um, there's oh, uh, you Baron Munchausen it then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You 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 pull a Baron Munchausen and just make up a a grand adventure, even though you've not actually done it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was reminded of that when the main character of the story was uh, basically an adventurer that left and then came back and shared his stories with the uh, local populace. Yeah. No, like he, yeah. he doesn't actually leave his house. <laughs> yeah, he just he just he just makes it look like he leaves his house whenever he comes like whenever he like goes away and comes back. He doesn't even have a wife. That's actually him just in like drag <laughs> in, in the, up in the bedroom. Could be. Honestly, I was kind of getting um uh the Hitchcock movie Psycho vibe from that uh where it was like that you never see 
I, I spoilers for Hitchcock. You never see uh, the 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 one kid or the the one guy and his mother in the same mm. place. Um, and it's because she's been dead for years, and he's been like basically wearing a wig. <laughs> okay, so it's the music video for uh, um, and and for Snuff by Slipknot. I suppose I've not listened to that. That also happens in that. <laughs> gotcha. It's. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they were inspired by the Hitchcock story, uh, the Hitchcock movie, but yeah. But yeah, it's it's definitely like I was definitely thinking that or like she's a vampire. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was it was one or the other. It was either super mundane. And he's just like he has no wife. He's just been dressing up, or um. She's actually like some imprisoned vampire, or like, or she's like the head of that. She's the actual head of the household. But yeah, and that's the end of my actual thoughts. Oh, okay. And then we have gamer. My go. So I kind of chimed in a little bit mm-hmm. when you were doing yours, uh, cultists. But wordiness of the story was not really welcomed for me. And like, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. He's a quote unquote man of science, so his brain is on a higher pay grade than mine. But um. It just kind of goes on and on about the same thing. And for the first few paragraphs, um, I was convinced that you could summarize the entire paragraph in one sentence. And for the first three paragraphs, you could. But after that, yeah. after the first three, like it started introducing new things and it was just new things with new paragraphs instead of just eating a dead horse. So I was glad of it, that. It, yeah, it, it kind of makes sense. Once you read the story, it kind of makes sense that like because he's like he's you, you put into context he's been he's been walking from wherever he like wherever he's like he was staying in the town to the wicker house and like basically just filling in dead air. <laughs> yeah. So he's just basically because like that's I do that all the time. Like I just like I'll sometimes I, I've definitely repeated myself on multiple like conversations or if I'm just like talking to myself or like trying to like write something down. I'll end up accidentally like adding in filler. That's basically just like going over the same thing I've done already. Um, like I've done that in our games sometimes, like our uh, our tabletop games. I've uh, I, as a GM, I've definitely reiterated myself multiple yeah. times, <laughs> like I'm doing right now, actually. Um, I didn't. <laughs> so yeah, I I, I, I didn't I, see it yeah. like that. Like this entire time, he was walking and saying all of this without a stop. Because it's saying, like, he went and did this, and he got this information, and this is what it said. And, like, the information is so specific on everything. It seems like there's breaks in the recording that we're not getting. Like, he's stopping to uh, yes. talk to the, the people at the library and go down and find the information, and then read through the information, pick out what's good, and then record about the good stuff, and then turn his recorder off, and then move on to something else. Yeah, and it's just until the end is when we actually find out where he, that he, he it's a recorder and he's yeah. been turning it off and all. Yeah, yeah, I could t- I could see it either way. I could see it either like him like summarizing all of the contents that he has accumulated up to this point as his, as he's walking from his his recent domicile to the Wicker House, um, and then it could also be that like yeah, he just keeps turning off the recorder whenever he goes to like finds like more information that he uh, that he was like yep. researching. But yeah, the point where I finally understood was when it said, um, additionally, there was little chance the typically damp and sunless climate of the wake would be prescribed to improve one's con- uh, constitution, uh, even by the most inept of physicians. Yeah. At that point, I was like, wait, the fuck is the... 
like what the hell the is the wake that you're talking about? Is this the same as Arthur's wake? Wait, <laughs> Arthur's wake is the name of the town. <laughs> da, da. Yeah. yeah, that'll that that sentence also gives me some con- or gave me some context as to like where roughly this town is because it's it, it's got to be somewhere near the coast, either the east or west coast, where like it gets it's it's always yeah. damp and like often like the weather's not that great so like that's usually you usually see those kind of towns or that kind of weather on either side of the coastline of the americas and also in in the uk and stuff like that because the only context not not to take over your spot again i'm sorry (laughs) gamer one of the things i i'm kind of like surprised by is like if we didn't have the fact that jeff the kill the, the Jeff the Killer Redux says that they were from um uh they were they they left Arthur's Wake in that story and Jeff the Killer stories are generally in in um well see does that story even say that they're in the, in America too like it had me wondering honestly like this story and that story like kind of had me second guessing it's like is this in America or is this in the UK or is this in like some other part of the world that we just like I didn't know ge- geographically, I didn't know where this was. <laughs> like I had kind of a vague idea that I was able to kind of like st- like be content with, but like rethinking on it, it's like where is this place? <laughs> I don't know. They don't really say one thing or another, yeah. as far as I remember. Yeah, I mean, based on the context of like the night of what ha- was going on in the 1920s, it. I, I I'm thinking it's definitely somewhere in the West, like in like in the I mean, and by that I mean like North America or Euro- somewhere in like England or Europe area. Um, and I'm I'm kind of inclined to think that it's somewhere in the Americas. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, like it's very vague where where exactly this yep, is. It's situated. hard to tell through the uh, the dialect because who knows if that's the norm in that <laughs> area or if this guy is. Just- or if he's just everybody else. Yeah. Or if this guy's Yeah, like Lovecraft, where Lovecraft was anachronistic even yeah. for his day. <laughs> like, yeah, he wrote like the way he wrote and the way he spoke and like his mannerisms and stuff were outdated by by the 1920s wow. standards. <laughs> Hence why he was a racist. But I digress. I'm sorry for taking over your spot. Fine. Back to you. Either way, that is the point of the story where I stopped being uh angry and started being sad. Because it was my fault. Oh. <laughs> and then you like, and then you ended it to despair. Kind of, yeah. I ended that note by just saying, "I'll just shut up now." That's how I left my note because it's just like, oh, wrong. Whatever. I'll just keep going. Gamer. Yeah, words are happening. Sure. It's <laughs> basically what happened. No. It's fine. Uh, it a couple. I didn't look up most of the words because I was in uh, a deep depression, but I did look up a couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard it before, uh, but I wanted to look up the specific def- definition just to be sure. Uh, in regards to Christian name, mm-hmm. that's just first name. I wasn't one hundred percent sure on it, so yeah. I want to double check that. So I learned a thing one hundred percent there. And then uh, malady is an illness, so I learned a thing I hate. Oh, malady! Looks like malady. You said malady. Was... No, yeah, but it's 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 malady. Well, I've I've always I'm heard sure it, as it malady, does, but man, it looks like so. malady. You yeah. swap that a to an apostrophe. It's yeah. a way that you would greet a woman of high class. <laughs> yes, yeah. me off. Or or 
be a hipster douchebag to a to a woman. <laughs> it's like <Indeed>. my lady <laughs> tipping your your fedora. <laughs> yep, and then that just gets all the way down to the ending where I'm just like, so it just stops. Considering it just swapped from a recording to whatever it is now, still first person, so I still don't get it. We've kind of talked about it though. I'm assuming it's trying yeah. to be a uh, narrator at that point, but it just doesn't come across like that at all. Yeah. I I agree. <laughs> I can't be. Uh, unfortunately, you you guys like is like brought, bringing it up is like why? How is this being recorded? If if, if it, the the microphone turned off, kind of partially ruined the ending yeah. for me a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, ruining things for the for the cultists. You some of my despair. Yeah. <laughs> Get rejected. Brace the sadness. I kind of know what you're referencing, uh, but I don't remember. It's yeah, I, I, and I and I did a piss poor job of referencing. Yeah, it. You did it enough that I kind of got it. Yeah. But that is the end of my notes. I'll go back to the corner. Okay. <laughs> no, come back. No. I'll give you a hug. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I guess on to final thoughts. So I feel like this is going to be very polarizing. <laughs> what makes you say that? <laughs> because uh, I literally just have, I recommend it <laughs> in my Fair. final thoughts. Um, it It's the way it's written. I really enjoy because I really enjoy that and, and like the the topic that's being told, like like basically it's telling a, a spooky story of a bygone time, um, the 1920s, spooky things happening. I'm for it. Like I love Cthulhu mythos. I love the Call of Cthulhu uh, like stories. That's basically stemmed into my love of 1920s, 1930s like pulp genre, and this breathes it bleeds uh pulp genre and like gothic pulp genre to me so like it feels like a traditional like weird fiction ghost story uh i like this could be the this could be the origin like the, this could be the setup for for a scenario like you you guys could be the constables checking out the wicker house in 1925 and we just take it a few steps further after uh mr wicker like defenestrates mm-hmm. himself like you guys actually encounter Mrs. Wicker as like a vampire like mistress or as an angel like, as a fallen angel that's been kept in this house for five years or again some other like Cthuloid monster that that the uh, the dark sorcerer has been using and been manipulated by all as the, well like sacrifices so, and crucifixion and all that stuff with the sigils probably a demon of some kind well that's why I said fallen oh, angel because yeah, yeah. in some lore angel of like demons uh, some yeah, most yeah. demons are fallen angels like angels that fell during the, the during the war uh, of heaven so anyway um yeah it could be some kind of demon thing that she was uh, like a succubus or some kind now. of creature <laughs> you want to use your fancy uh, purple prose word of saying fallen angel cuz it's more smarter than just saying demon no i was just i, I was just i know i'm just, I'm just agreeing just, with you like I'm yeah it could be a demon it. as well fine oh, okay no <laughs> you okay buddy <laughs> um but yeah all, all that to say um i i really enjoyed it and if you like this kind of writing like i do you'll probably enjoy it as well um and i i'm kind of curious as to where what the other stories in uh uh that that shadow swimmer has has been uh, has done that apparently stemmed off from the this story of the wicker house kind of uh, what 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 are those other stories about but that is my recommendation so mikey these stands for evil i had a few issues as i pointed out so there's the 
the audio recorder issue at the end, the descriptions of the pictures that are too descript, and then saying that he's going to describe the pictures and then describe the scene that clearly wasn't photographed. Yeah, I'm surprised but... neither cultist or me yeah. picked up on that. Yeah. I was I, I think I was just more forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> until until we sat down and started talking about it. <laughs> I was eating ice cream at the time, so <laughs> I couldn't be bothered. An entire tub yeah. of ice cream. <laughs> oh, that. You're, you're having a whole a whole container totally. of Hagen Dazs. Uh, I did enjoy the the prose for the most part, so I'll give that a pro uh, point. Pro on pro is the English <laughs> language awesome. One <laughs> has an S. One has a silent S. One doesn't even have an S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That, that's literally what pro like it's yeah the worst. it's kind of annoying <laughs> so uh yeah overall i'm going to give this a partial recommendation okay and gamer i don't know it was fine i guess <laughs> because like it was confusing at the start and it truly defeated me uh because of my confusion i had with arthur's wake and all that and it kind of ruined the mood and it felt like I was just like sitting in a corner with a dunce hat on for the rest of the story, uh, tainting my enjoyment of it. But that's on me, mostly. Uh, so I can't really shit on the story too much. After I've I gathered myself from my fuck up and rethinking over the story, it, it went by fine. Like, yeah, it's really flowery. And the first few uh, paragraphs just go on and on about nothing. Uh, but the rest, as soon as you get past that, it flows a little bit better, and it wasn't really too much of a problem. Uh, I like the mundaneness of the story, with like hints of supernatural stuff being at play, but it might not, because it might just be people mm-hmm. seeing shit. So the best yeah. I can do is give it a partial recommendation, because it went okay, so long as you're you don't misread the very first sentence like me. It's like there's a whole room of traps, and there's like a very clear path you should walk on, but there was like a stick in the way, and I tripped and I stepped on the very first trap. And then I had to walk down the rest of the path with a bear trap on my on my ankle <laughs> to get to the end. Oh. Basically, what Aww. happened? And the bear trap was invisible until you realized why am I having issues? And then you looked down, I was like, "Oh, it's a bear." Yeah. Trap. <laughs> It'd be the opposite of anything, actually, because I felt the pain immediately. Sorry, no, I felt anger immediately. So the anger was for me tripping on something, although there was no actual pain. Then it was like a um, uh, a Roadrunner Looney Tunes situation. As soon as you look down, that's when bad shit happens. So I looked down and realized that there's a bear trap on my ankle. And then I started very quickly bleeding to catch up for the amount of time that I've been hit by it. See, I, I'm just envisioning you as the as Wiley e. Coyote, like running, like like getting all angry at like the Roadrunner, <laughs> which is the story. <laughs> the Roadrunner runs runs over that uh, runs down runs past that. Um, the cliff you run continue running that cliff and then you start slowing down you look down and then you you look back up at the camera pull out a sign <laughs> sadness and then you start yeah. falling <laughs> that's pretty... <laughs> no, so, yeah sorry no yeah you look down the what's down there like like hundreds of clo- like hundreds of feet down in the canyon it just says welcome to the town yeah. of arthur's wake and then you're just like yes. sadness <laughs> Exactly how it felt. <laughs> Fuck. I, I kind of... I haven't been doing a lot of title cards lately, but I might have yeah. to make that a comic. 
like a little comic strip <laughs> of a title card. That's good shit. The Wily in yellow. <laughs> That's about it. All right. Yeah, partial recommendation. As long as you don't screw up right from the get go. Yeah. So about two out of three, I suppose, give or take. Uh, but that will be this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. You can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also send us other creepypastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. yeah. And you can also uh, talk to us on Twitter. Mikey is at the East Ends for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W, because his name is very long. Go over there and, and no. cheer him up. Um, because uh, Cthulhu knows he needs it. <laughs> um, it's it's going to be okay, Gamer. Uh, and I'm at Review Cultist. If you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon, look up Aldente Rigamortis, and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you guys immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void. That pit of sadness that the gamer's stuck in right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I don't think I've said yeah as much in one episode as this. Yeah. yeah. It, again, yeah. <laughs> um, and without your authorship, without your stories that you share online to spook and scare people with, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about. So thank you all the same. Until next time, I've been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. These stands for evil. Now I'm going to listen to some Lincoln Park. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well.